This is a unique podcast exploring the criminal justice system and those involved and affected. We'll educate and expose the public as well as potential jurors to what takes place behind the scenes of those who are facing the system. Your host owns a litigation support firm called Justice Technology Professionals, and he works on criminal and civil cases offering support to defendants and counsel. What you're about to hear is an open dialogue opening the minds to the public to what takes place in reality as opposed to what you think takes place ladies and gentlemen welcome to the justice tech pros podcast here's your host dominic crea afternoon listeners i think this may be the first podcast i've ever done in the afternoon usually it's uh when I'm bored at 1, 2 in the morning. But um, I was listening to some podcasts while I was working. And I wanted to uh, uh, talk about a few things, especially now it's the uh, hot topic. This is almost like a playoff of my last episode uh, regarding the Mob Rats Exposed channel, which I fully support. I make that clear. Um, so I wanted to just do a little follow-up because I heard uh, some comments made on another podcast and I and I see some comments made on videos, so now the new the new theme, which I actually called, I, I left a uh, comment on one of Mob Rats exposed. I don't remember if it was a, a chat or in the comment section. I don't remember, but I did say give it some time, and they're gonna they're gonna try to say that he and I are in cahoots now, and 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 as predicted, which is you know a lot of these guys are so. Uh, easily you're so easily to predict what's going to happen because you could just see you know that's that's the way things go they'll try to twist things and they'll try to make things sinister and a big uh, a big evil plot so now i guess the new the new thing based on the podcast i saw anyway uh had to do with the making comments like it's so transparent follow the money uh so obviously you know it's in, it's directed towards uh, me and my organization supporting Mob Rats Exposed, where I sent them super chats. Now, let's just look at that a little commonsensical. If I wanted to in any way influence anyone, whereas it couldn't be tied to me, I wouldn't be sending super chats, or I was concerned about it being tied to me. I wouldn't be sending super chats and leaving messages for the entire public to see. Uh, I, I would probably use a carrier pigeon. I'd send the money that way. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, they're trying to make it as if it's this, um, you got to be Kojak to figure it out and put on, you know, your Sherlock Holmes cap and follow everything. Once again, the red yawn gets broken out, connecting people, trying to do a mind map with everybody's picture and connect to one another. But it's not that deep. It's it's pretty simplistic and it, it, it's pretty apparent. I, I don't think I really minced my words in any way. I'm pretty sure I said from day one when I found his channel, I support him. I like uh, what he stands for. I like that he doesn't waver. I like that he doesn't pick and choose which informant he aligns with, which one he don't, who's a good guy, who's not. He makes a blanket stance that he's just against the concept of informing. Uh, he's not glorifying anything. Actually, on the opposite end of it, he's just against the concept of informing. informing. It's a pretty easy uh, ideology to grasp. Um, if, if you commit a crime... You, you have to pay the price for it. That's it. You commit crimes, you got to pay the price for it. Don't look to blame somebody else. And he, he has a problem along with myself when people do that. And those, that's my personal 
uh, beliefs. <laughs> I don't think in one episode I ever tried to convince any of my listeners to think the way I do or believe in what I do. I don't care what their rationale is if they want to believe differently. I don't care if they want to pick and choose what informant isn't as bad as the other. That's up to them. We're all individuals. Everybody has their own way of looking at things. I don't look at it that way. For me, it's pretty. It's a black and white issue for me. Either you are or you aren't. Either you align with them or you don't. That's just the way I look at it. Does that mean I'm right? Well, I'm right in my own constitution. Doesn't mean I'm right across the board. There's all different people who would disagree with that, and that's fine. I'm not trying to convince anybody. I'm not telling everybody, no, uh, let me show you why you have to look at it my way. Uh, let me explain to you. Please believe me. I, I don't care. I don't care who believes it and who doesn't or who agrees with it or who doesn't. Justify it however you want in your head. That's fine. Everybody's raised differently with a different moral compass instilled inside of them and a different set of values and ethics. That's, that's life. We all come from different backgrounds, different systems of belief. So, that, you know, that's just the way it goes. I, I, I couldn't care what others think or believe. And when I see somebody that, th this is the problem they have. You see, they can't comprehend or relate to, to a, a group of people who uh, support one another based on beliefs and not based on relationships. I don't need to know somebody personally to, to, to agree with their beliefs. And if I did... I'm not the type of guy to, to hide things. I would be proud to say I know uh, Mob Rats Exposed. He seems like a guy I would get along with. I could see us going to dinner together and having a bunch of laughs, so I wouldn't I wouldn't hide that. Now, I would never say anything about him. That's not my way. I wouldn't let anybody up, but I, I would be fine with saying, yeah, I know him. He's a great guy. I know him from YouTube, and he's a great guy based on that, and I like what he's doing, and I like what he's standing for. So it's as easy as that. And But this this has been around for a while. When uh, that book was written on my father, Guilt for the Guiltless, uh, then the conspiracy started flying that, you know, I was behind the journalist who put that out. There, there was this whole conspiracy that I was behind the journalist. Of course I'm going to support somebody who writes a book that explains what happened in a case where somebody was wrongfully convicted, going by the facts and pulling court records. Are you insane? Of course I'm going to support that and I'm going to be behind that and believe in that project. It's lunacy. Now, did I put it together? Did I get... No, no, didn't. Uh, journalists wanted to focus on it, wanted to pull the court records, wanted to pull trial records, wanted to go on Pacer, wanted to pull facts, pull articles, compile everything, and then issue out a, a book. Yeah, I'm going to take that and run with it. That, that's a good thing. That's showing the truth. And, and that's supporting of people I care about. I'd have to be a creep not to support that. I, I don't understand the rationale. Then then um, I was behind that journalist. Then I was behind uh, a few articles were read on Ruckus Radio that were favorable uh, to my family. And I was behind him. I, I supported him. And then I was, you know, I guess pulling the strings on that show. I don't know any of these people personally. Never met any of them. Never met any of them. Had correspondence with them uh, uh, through the internet, uh, advising that I, I appreciate the support, I appreciate the beliefs, I align with it. That's my support. It's been very open and transparent about it. I, I don't think there's anything... Uh, I have no problem uh, owning up to it. As I said last time, I'm not a closet supporter. If I like what somebody has to say, I'll let it know. 
uh, from the journalist. I liked her articles. I liked uh, her project she was working on with defendants. I liked the book she put out for Ruckus. I liked when he would read favorable articles because unfortunately that rarely happens. It's always just the negativity that that floods the uh, internet. Uh, MRE, I support all his his comedic approach. I support his uh, his style. I find hilarious. I mean. I was sitting in my office this morning doing work and I'm actually cracking up. I lost my place. I had to stop what I was doing because I was getting too distracted because I kept cracking up. So I enjoy that. I enjoy the laugh. I enjoy, you know, for for all this time when you go on YouTube and stuff, when, you, when you're surrounded with these things and you got to work on certain things and you got to work on certain cases, all you see is all the, the BS and the lies. So when, when I hear somebody start up a channel and start to put pull these things out in an intelligent comedic way i i, I love it i'm all for it and you know they, they could uh follow the money as much as they want it's all up there on super chats uh, i mean all you gotta do is screenshot and add it up and you'll see what i supported to the gentleman and i have no problem doing that so if that makes if that you know puts me in a, in a bad light or, or something with an informant. I mean, really, that's a compliment to me. When I get, when I get insulted or, or backhanded comments are made at my expense, to me, that's, that's a compliment because I take, I take it from the source. I don't want somebody of certain character saying anything complimentary about me. I just don't. I don't take it as a compliment. Don't want it because... The scale I use to weigh uh, a person is completely different. So if, if they're on, you know, a different end of the scale that I use, I don't want anything complimentary made at my expense. So insinuations could be made, uh, but there's nothing to insinuate. I'm telling you right out how things played out and how it goes. And uh, it's all it's all there. It's all on screenshots. You could look on, on super chats, what was sent. Every one of my comments is all out there. Said it from day one. I'll support him as much as I can because I believe in what he's doing. And I believe, hopefully, you know, people continue to do it in the way he's doing it. Some some trying to attempt to do it, but they're really not doing it right. You, you got to have intelligence. You got to go about it the right way. And you can't say that you, you hate uh, informants, but then you, you're kind of... Um, you, you, then you're saying, but this one's good. That's not to me. That's that's a little weird. That's hypocritical. I would much rather. There's been some shows who've been honest from day one, and whether I agree with it or not, I respect it. Where they just say, no, I'm here to to uh, interview people and this and that. But if you start out saying I hate informants and I hate this and I'll never align with it, and then all of a sudden you're friends with them and you're aligning with them, and, well, that's not a legit person. That tells me they just blow with the wind. So the stations that at least stick to their convictions, you got to respect that because they put it out there that they're either in the middle on the topic or they have certain relationships and that's what they're going to go by. But if they're, if they're up front about it from the start and they don't just go back and forth and one day it's one way, one day it's another way, depending on who's nice to them, depending on who's boosting their ego, you can't really, you, me personally, I, I can't be bothered with that. That tells me what kind, what kind of person I'm dealing with. And, and you know what it really all goes back to, which is a tactic 
unfortunately, that they use a lot in the criminal justice system. It's a matter of twisting intentions and words. And they do that a lot. I, I've spoken about that in one of my episodes. I, I think I called it This Means That. And what that represented was you'll say one thing and they'll try to twist it to mean something else. They'll say, no, he said it was black, but he really meant it was white. And then they'll try to convince the jury or the judge that that's what the guy really meant. And that's really what's happening here. Uh, You know, I'll say this, I'll say this now, and I guarantee they'll try to twist that as well. Well, he came out and said it, but what he really meant was he is uh, trying to dictate what goes on. Listen, if you know anything about this guy, he's going to go through every single informant that's on YouTube. That's what he said. He said that from day one. I don't think he's going to hold back on any... So if they're on YouTube, I guarantee you, give it time, they're going to touch on him. And every single informant he touched on prior to the last two had zero to do with any case I worked on or anything to do with my family. So what was it? I was waiting in the... uh, I was waiting, watching and waiting for the first however long he was out, the first 20, 30 episodes. That's what I was doing. I was waiting in the background. They'll probably say I was. <laughs> that'll be that'll be the new conspiracy. He was sitting, waiting. He did that to throw everybody off. And it goes back to that, that theme. That tends to be the norm. This means that. And, and when you're dealing with that, forget about on here. I couldn't give a crap about on here with them trying to twist it. But what you have to think about, that could be dangerous when you're being ta- uh, you're confronted with the justice system. If you have a certain intention or a certain expectation when you're interacting with somebody and you're viewing something one way, and they try to, or you're having a discussion that you believe to be about something entirely different, and now you're facing the, the justice system and they're taking everything you said and they're making it mean something else for their own narrative and their own purpose to acquire a target that they're focusing on or, or to get a conviction, that's dangerous. One of the hardest things to prove sometimes is the truth. That's one of the hardest things to prove. To prove the truth is very, very difficult. And by using that, it's almost... They know that. I, I always say it. The government's very smart individuals. They're, they're top-level people. They're highly intelligent. They know the, these things. They understand that when they're with jurors, they could use these type of tactics. And jurors could buy it. Jurors will say, yeah, well, that makes sense because they'll twist it in a way that isn't so outlandish where they could try to make the puzzle pieces fit so people will buy into it. But in reality, all it is is it's just taking conversations, taking statements, and making them mean something entirely different that they don't mean at all. And that's what's happening here on a much lower scale. But that's what happens. They'll take intentions and then they'll, they'll, they'll put out in comments, they'll put out on podcasts, they'll try to make it much more sinister, much more deep, much more involved, so that the public starts to feel as if, oh, what's going on behind the scenes? And, you know, they'll try to look at it like that. And on here... I couldn't give a crap. I don't I don't really care who thinks what. But I'm always going to speak my mind. And I don't do it again to convince anybody. I do it because I want to put it out there. I want the episode to be referred to if it ever has to be. And I want it in the uh, on YouTube. And I want it in all the different podcasts. I want to solidify my thoughts and my reaction in real time. 
So I don't have to recollect anything if and when I ever had to. So that's why I do it. I do it for myself. I don't do it to rebut or refute. They can keep thinking what they want. But I, I don't care. I'm doing they the way they're doing their thing. I'm going to do my thing. But one thing I'm I'm sure of, uh, the the podcasts that do focus on these informants, it's it's very easy for them. They have a lot to choose from. So I'm sure they're just simply going through everybody who's out there, everybody who's spreading lies, everybody who's trying to pull the wool over listeners' eyes or gain uh, part, build their fanfare, build the groupies, build the forum fools that just go on forums all day and discuss people that I guess they're fascinated with. That's what they're trying to do. That's their angle. And that's fine. They can build, they, they need that. They need the subscribers. They, they, they're trying to make money. I mean, that's their career, so they need it. Uh, I, I get what they're trying to do. I think they just have a really hard time wrapping their head around people who just don't agree with that. A, an entirely different base of people who have a different way of thinking. I think that's what jars them the most. They can't comprehend. In their mind, they're so arrogant and egotistical that they think, well, once I explain what I have to explain, everybody has to see it my way. No, that's not how life works. I could come on here and speak for hours, and a lot of people aren't going to see things my way. And I try to lay them out as best as I can, and I try to lay them out using common sense that people could relate to, and I don't try to get technical, and I don't try to to use big words to try to put out the how intelligent I am. There's a time and place for everything. You pull on your skill set and on your brain power depending on the situation. I'm dealing with the public right now. I'm not in a professional setting. I'm sitting in my office at my computer speaking into a mic. I'm going to relate to the public in that way. I'm going to give them my opinion on things. I don't need to try to sway. I don't need to, to, to try to convince. I'm just giving my stance on things. And the great thing about that, when I opened myself up to this platform, I realized that a lot of people align with things I say. And that's that's a great feeling. It's a comforting feeling because sometimes you get jaded with society when you're entrenched in these different trials and these different cases and you see, unfortunately, that a lot of people around you can't relate and can't understand and always assume the worst and always paint defendants in a bad light and always assume they're guilty without even before they even open their mouth or before the case even starts. So when you start to see people on the other end of that, it's comforting, you know, you realize, okay, maybe there's something to this. Maybe there are groups of people scattered throughout the world that do have similar belief systems, do align with certain things that I say, do appreciate that I try to come on here and look at things from a different point of view and explain things a little more thoroughly. And I explain them as thorough as I try to because obviously nobody knows me, nobody knows my character, nobody knows anything about me. My friends, my family, we could have conversations without over-explanation because we're all on the same page. When you're around like-minded people, you're all on the same page. So you could talk about things without exhausting them and everybody understands, understands the theme. So I come on here and I, and I try to sit down, take 40 minutes, 50 minutes, however long my episodes go, and break things down. And I've had, I've had uh, listeners make comments 
whereas perhaps they weren't aware of things or they didn't agree with me at first and they appreciated the direction I took and they appreciated the explanation. And we could agree to disagree on many on many topics. That's fine. But I appreciate when they're at least open-minded and they hear the other end of it and they're not closed-minded and they don't want to hear anything about it. You have to appreciate that about somebody. If you don't make a final determination that's in agreement with one another, that's how it goes. But if you're both hearing each other's side and you're respecting the information, that's progress. Those are two people trying to communicate in a productive way. So when I do get responses and comments and emails to those that may not agree with me on everything but are intrigued or had their horizons broadened just a tad based on some of the information or topics I'm kicking around, that's a, that's a cool thing. That's something that I can relate to. And that's something I enjoy. And, you know, I, I wanted to come on and really just talk about uh, the conspiracy aspect of it and making it something so deep and, and as if as if these things were taking place behind the scenes and they have the inside info. Everything's clear as day. Every one of my support pledges, my my comments, my remarks, they're all out there. They're all recorded. They're all on YouTube. They all could be pulled very easily. There is nothing to hide about it. I... It, I get pleasure. I get pleasure when he talks about any informant related to anybody because they're they're bashing families. So as a family member, I I respect that. And I get even more excited when it has something to do with something I was definitely, when it's somebody I was involved with. Yeah, then I, especially when I have to hear somebody, I mean, the last guy he, he ripped up, that guy was on the podcast making disparaging remarks at my family's expense. You don't think that I take pleasure in hearing him getting it a little back? Back? I absolutely do. And I'm making that very well known and clear. I absolutely do. You want to give it, you're going to get it. You don't want to get it, go right off into the sunset. Go do your thing. Go start a foundation, help kids, help battered women, do whatever you want to do. It's a great thing. But don't expect to come on here and tell all these tall tales, spread all these lies, make yourself something you weren't, and not get some pushback from those who feel strongly about it in an opposite way. You're going to get pushback. You're on a public format. The same way I get pushback, the same way I have conspiracies flying, and uh, I'm controlling something, and follow the money, and all. Yeah, okay. So, that's how it goes. That's the pushback. I don't care. Believe whatever you want. See whatever you want. But I have I have nothing to hide about it. I'm not a closet supporter. I'm an open supporter. And I'm not a passive aggressive. I'm aggressive aggressive in the sense that if I have something to say, I'm going to say it to you. I'm not aggressive like these other guys where they're crazy and they're killers. And they're, they're, I'm verbally confrontational. If I have something on my mind that I don't agree with, I'll bring it up and I'll directly go at it. And again, if, if, if words couldn't be twisted and intentions wouldn't, couldn't be twisted, which I'm onto, I would be way more, way more confrontational about certain things. But I know if I go and start interacting directly on certain podcasts, they're going to make that mean something it's not. They'll try to make it that it's something with ill intent or there's intentions behind it or there's threats. So I stay away from that because I'm not going to fall for that stupid trap. I'm not going to do that. 
Now, if, if, if somebody wants to engage me directly on my channel, that's a whole different ballgame. Then, okay, you came to me. I have a right to defend myself and I have a right to debate. But I'm not going to go... I'm not going to go do that and fall for the trap, which I'm sure that's what a lot want. But you have to wake up a little earlier in the morning to have me fall for those stupid games. And you actually have to wake up really early because I don't sleep that much. So, And that really has to do with, even with this podcast, I don't know how much longer I'm going to keep going with it. There's only so many hours in the day and when you're working on education, further education, continuing education, you have... You're running businesses, you have a family, sports, you know, everybody knows how that goes. You got a lot going on with kids and whatnot, your family, and and enjoying life. I may burn out from this, and I'm just hoping that I kind of set a tone. And the good thing about the internet, it's always out there. I put it on all the different platforms. It's on YouTube, it's on Spotify. There's an audio Audio um, service, I spoke about that. It's called Audio, and I think it's audio.io, I believe. That's a cool platform. People should look into that because it's just for podcasts. So it's all on all those different formats. People could search the name, and it's everywhere. So always be out there. So if one day I just had enough and I just don't feel like doing it no more, my hope is maybe somebody will pick up that baton and run with it. And the more people doing it, which is something that MRE spoke about, the more people doing it, the more supporters doing these type of things is a positive thing. For the mere fact that you get somebody who goes on the internet and they start searching informants in upcoming cases, informants in past cases, it'll it'll open the door to how things can be manipulated, stories change inconsistencies exist. So that's important. Anything that floods the internet with different sides of a debate is an important concept. Because right now, it's not that way. You start searching people's names, you start searching certain things, only one side comes up, only one narrative. And it's it's always, it's not a good one. So when you start flooding the internet, flooding podcasts, flooding the airwaves, so to speak, social media. Now at least the algorithms have different data to work with. So people could look at, they could find articles in favor, articles against. It's not just one-sided. Like Wikipedia, uh, that's like one of the worst sources to go to. They got so many things wrong on, on that source from people that I directly know information and I could just read it and say, that's wrong, that's wrong. And, and I'm talking factual stuff, middle names. and I'm talking factual stuff. Uh, counts, counts in an indictment that are wrong. So many things. Charges that are wrong. So many things. So I wouldn't recommend Wikipedia as a source. I've said that. But my point just is, now with this movement, I guess I, guess I could call it that. I see a little bit of a movement. Uh, unfortunately, it's not a big one that I would like to see, but it's a little bit of a movement. Certain people, like-minded individuals, are getting together. They're rallying around one another. And the other move they're trying to make, those with simple minds, they're trying to make it something it's not again, where they're trying to say, oh, they're just glorifying organized crime. And That's not it at all. Again, they're trying to focus on a term that'll 
shock the public so the public could say, well, I don't agree with organized crime, so I don't agree with that. And that's what they do. That's their tactic. And that's not, I know that's not what I do at all. And I've never heard MRE do that at all. It's not about glorifying anything. I don't glorify names. I don't glorify this. I respect people. I respect decisions. And I respect those who, who follow through on their belief system. So if somebody did a crime, and then unfortunately things didn't go their way and they're serving their time, to me, I respect that. It's not about glorifying anything. It's about standing by individual beliefs. And they'll try to twist it and say, you glor-. meanwhile, they're the ones glorifying these informants most of the time, the ones who say that. So I find that amusing. So you'll glorify an informant and then you'll accuse somebody of glorifying organized crime. It's, it's ridiculous. From my position, I'm not glorifying anything. Everybody has to be accountable. I go rob a bank tomorrow and I get caught. That's life. I chose to rob the bank. I have to own up to what I did. That's, that's how it goes. If I choose to do something, I make a, a decision to commit something illegally, then I have to pay for that. I have to answer for that one day. That's how life works. So, And, and it, to stand by that and to accept what comes your way and not try to blame someone else or to justify why you don't want to be held accountable and, and, and shift the blame onto a bigger target so you get leniency, no, I don't align with any of that. I don't align with any of that. So if that makes my way of looking at things wrong in some individual's eyes, so be it. I made it clear. Don't care about that. Don't care what anybody on here thinks of me. Don't care if I had one listener. I do a lot of this just to vent, just to get things that are in my mind out. And the positive side is I do have listeners. I do have subscribers and people who like it. So that, that, that's a win-win for me. I'll I'll take that every day of the week, and I've corresponded with some interesting people, some open-minded individuals who appreciate the information, and I enjoy that. You know, even, I've been working a long time, I've I've been in the business world a long time, I've done different things to help individuals. I, I enjoy when you bond with somebody on different levels. I have business relationships, which maybe we, you know, we don't really hang out on a personal relationship, but we have great working business relationship. We bond over a common interest. We bond over, say, a business transaction. I have clients that have been with me for 20 years. We bond over how we both conduct business. They appreciate my service. I appreciate them as a client. We bond over that and move forward. There's like interest. There's something that we we found common ground on. And that's what we interact based on. So all different levels of relationships. And that's what it's about. Surrounding yourself with people that you have some kind of common interest. In this whole genre, I've, I've witnessed how MRE and myself have a common interest. Whereas we believe... We have different styles and approaches, but we, at the core of it, we believe that informants should not be on here running rampant without any kind of pushback. Pushback's a good thing. And to me, that's, that's a solid belief system to come together on. And there's a lot of supporters who, who believe in that. I see a lot of commenters who are on the same page. There's a lot of people who have that exact same support system. Look, look at how uh, MRE's channels growing and growing. Those those are people who believe in that way of thinking. 
And those are all supporters coming together to uh, be behind one another. It's just like on the informants. They go out, they build a base. Those are all people who align with informants. They have their base, and now we have our base. That's how it goes. There's always sides to things. Some people are in the middle, which is fine. They're, they're, they see rationale on both ends of it, and that's fine. Those are all good things. I'm not the type, you could only think this way. Uh, don't come on if you don't think. Listen, everybody's an individual. I, I speak to speak, not to build fans. I'm not here to get fans or to get people uh, rallying for me or, or any of the cases I worked on. That's not what I'm here for. I have a support system for that. I have family and friends for that purpose. That we don't have to ask one another, oh, do you need the support? We just know what to do and we get it done. And if somebody asks for support, they get it. That's where I'll seek that type of support. And that just comes naturally from family and friends. You don't normally have to ask for that or convince every, anybody of it. It just comes your way. So what I'm on here for is, again, just to talk about what I know, talk about my experiences, talk about things that appeal to me. And I will defend those I care about when I could do it in a way that's productive and I could do it in a way where it comes across in the format that I feel is most beneficial, most powerful, and doesn't come across as if I'm on a soapbox. Because when you, when you when you come across that you're on a soapbox and it's the same thing day in, day out, unfortunately it just comes out as white noise and people are going to blow you off. They're going to say, yeah, of course he's that. He's preaching about that or defending this one left and right. You know, it's his family member and they'll just minimize it. So I try to take a different approach. I would human nature, you want to come out, start blasting everybody who is saying anything disparaging against somebody you care about. That's human nature. Anybody with a soul wants to do that. You don't want to hear someone you care about get dragged through the mud, get lied about, which is most concerning, complete out-and-out lies, where they don't even know your, your family, your friend, they don't even know them, and they're lying about it. That's most frustrating, and you want to, your, your, your knee-jerk reaction sometimes is to come back Guns blazing and full-blown. But you can't always do that because it's not effective. It gets drowned out by the mere fact that there is a relationship and the bigger picture doesn't get absorbed. And I try to, I try to do my best to allow for the bigger picture to get read or viewed. Because although I will always defend, I try to mix it up and I try to change my style where it's not just based on me defending a family member, but there's facts to support it, and I try to explain things. So at least those who right away try to judge will maybe say, well, he is he is speaking a little differently. His approach is a little different, so perhaps what he has to say has some legitimacy behind it. Let me look into it a little more. And that's all. that's all I would want people to do, and that's why I'm on here to help future jurors, to help the public, just look into things a little more. That's all. Just investigate a little more before you conclude or draw an opinion. Exhaust, exhaust some effort on it. If you're that into the topic and if somebody's life is on the line, somebody's reputation's on the line, look into it a little deeper. Understand the process. Understand the players. Then, then conclude. Can't really ask for more than that. You, you really can't. 
And all relationships are different. All relationships are different. You, you build them in person and you build them online. I consider I have a relationship with MRE, whereas there's a mutual respect for the paths we're on as it relates to this YouTube platform and the messages we're trying to spread. He spreads his message. I spread mine. They intersect at some points. There's some uh, parts of that path, whereas they do collide and they greet and they, and they match up. And that's a good thing. We come together on those similar philosophies. And there's nothing wrong in that. There's nothing sinister about it. There's nothing ill intent about it. It's very clear. Trying to get a message out. I do it my way. He does it his way. Other channels do it their way. That's what it's about. Everybody's getting their message out. These are all just channels set up by individuals to talk about things. That's all it is. YouTube is flooded with all different topics and genres and areas of discussion. It's flooded with. It's a great thing. It's a great tool. You could hear about any topic you're interested in. And that's all it boils down to. I'm going to give a quick story on how relationships could come in all forms and different walks of life, different age groups. I was helping out an organization where you, you drive around the elderly to get, uh, they, they go to appointments, they go to uh, uh, doctor's appointments, and wherever they got to go if they don't have a car. Um, and I, I wanted to help out. So I wound up driving this elderly gentleman, and I tell you, this guy, from the moment I met him, he and I just clicked. And I'm talking, he was probably 85, 86 years old, and his name was Mario. And he was from Mount Vernon. And, and I built such an affection for this guy. I used to take him to go see his wife. His wife was unfortunately dying in a nursing home. She had dementia. She had a lot of problems. It was terrible. And every day I'd pick this gentleman up and he'd have a full-blown suit on. And I tell you, I really like this guy. We started, I probably shouldn't have, but I started liking him and I gave him a bottle of wine one time because I just liked him. I don't know if I should have because I think he hinted that he, he liked to hit the sauce a little too much. So maybe I shouldn't have did that. But I just liked the guy. And he would give me, he was Greek. Greek, and he would bring me, um, his son would go to Greece, he would bring me olives from, from Greece, just a great guy, and now you're talking huge age gap, uh, I'm like early 40s, and he was in his 80s, 40 something years, totally different generations, backgrounds, and we clicked, and we had so many similar beliefs, so many similar philosophies on life, and the guy was just a true gentleman, and he passed away, and I was so banged up when this guy passed away, I really liked him, and I, and I drove a lot of individuals around, they were all very nice people, and it's funny, I got some nasty ones too, <laughs> they would like get all nasty with me, like one I remember in particular, I, I, I picked her up, and I, I guess I was late, but I do remember, there was a reason why I was late, it had something to do with the scheduling or whatever, and I got there, and she was so nasty, and she was, <laughs> and I just kept being nice, I was laughing to myself. And she was trying to get a rise out of me for some reason. She kept going, I'm never using this service again. And I just kept going, yeah, you're right, you shouldn't. It's a terrible service. And that was getting her even more mad. But it was funny because I brought it to the doctors. And when she came out, she was apologizing. And I was like, listen, you don't need to apologize at all. I said, don't worry about it. It is what it is. But it was just funny. Some of them really, you get some beautiful people and then you get some that aren't so nice. But that's life, right? That's what everything. But this... I wanted to bring up this guy, Mario, because I was thinking about him recently, and he really was a, a gentleman, and the devotion this guy had to his wife, it, it, it's something to really cherish. He would go there every day, and he'd have his suit on, and 
he'd bring her flowers. I mean, it was heartbreaking. And then when I heard, and it was, you know, the way I heard it, they just, the service called me and told me he passed. And I really felt terrible, really felt terrible, really good guy. But my point just is you could connect with people on all different levels, people you never met before, people you never engaged with before. You start to meet them, meet them. You start to realize you have a lot in common despite vast differences. And that exists. And I think these informants have a problem recognizing that that can exist. Why are people, why do people believe that way? Why do they think I'm lying? Why do they think, well... Why do they think you're lying? That's pretty easy to figure out. I ain't getting into that. I've spoken about that many times. I don't want to beat a dead horse. My my opinion's clear on that. So I I wanted to come on here for a little bit. I just wanted to get that off my chest. I wanted to respond, I guess, to it because, again, the comment was made in a a passing way and trying trying to act as if there's this big secret conspiracy taking place behind the scenes that everybody needs to be aware of. So uh, all my cards are on the table. Everything I've said, done, pledged for is all out there, supported. It's all out there. Stand behind it. As I come across things, if I like the content, I'm going to continue to support what I like. I'm going to continue to support what I align with. And as I said, I'm sure it's a matter of time. I think uh, MRE is systematically going through these podcasts and picking out every single informant who's on there telling lies, bashing families, bashing defendants, and he's going to pick them off one by one. So I don't know, are they going to keep saying um, uh, I have something to do with that new direction and where it's going? Who knows? And and more importantly, who really cares? I'm not doing this for them. I'm not doing this to, I'm doing this for me. When I feel something's directed at my expense, I'm going to respond to it. And that's just going to happen time and again. I'm not never going to respond to something that's coming my way that I'm aware of. So if I feel it has something to do with me, I'm going to respond to it. And I'm going to give my insight and the facts. I'm not trying to convince anyone. I don't care who listens to this and says, oh, he's full of crap. Okay, great. It's great you believe that. Join the club. Don't really care who believes it. But I'm going to voice it, I'm going to have it out there, and I'm going to have it in the uh, atmosphere of YouTube and podcasting and podcast channels. And that's just the way it goes. And I'll continue to do that, and I'll continue to defend those I care about when I have the opportunity to do so in a way that I think is productive. And, And that's my angle. I do it in a way that I think gives the most impact. It Otherwise, you'd be fighting all day. I told you, I don't join and I don't want to be a member of any of these uh, forums. I uh, Once, and I spoke about this story, I did join one forum and I used my uh, company handle. I joined in and I responded to a bunch of nonsense being spout off because I had to. It's a little bit out of character, but it was just, it was from one member and he just kept going on and on with lies and BS and I just had to respond. Now, I could be doing that all day. If I was a member of those forums... I could be doing that all day. So I think that was one of the very few times I logged on, joined, and and responded and read it. I don't even want to read it. I don't want to see it. Sometimes people send me snapshots. Often they send me snapshots. They're trying to be helpful. They think I want to see things. But honestly, I don't even want to see it. If I wanted to see it, it's very easy. I could join myself and see it. I couldn't care. 
I'm not going to go on there and try to convince anybody. Some people are closed-minded, they're ignorant, and they're super fans of informants, or they're just super fans. And that's just the way it is. I don't appeal to those people. I, I appeal to, to intelligent, thinking individuals, people who stand for what they believe in, people who try to look at things analytically, Try to understand a situation before they react and use a little even temper, common sense, book smarts, everything wrapped up. I try to appeal to that that dynamic and potential jurors and the public. The potential jurors are number one. I want defendants, even if a little tiny, small part, they get a fair trial based on somebody listening to something and questioning things, that's a win. That's my only objective. How much longer it's going to go, I have no idea. I don't know how much more fuel's in the tank, where it relates to this, but we'll see. So far, so good. I'm not burned out yet, and thanks to MRE, he gave me a little bit of a fire, because now he's giving me things to talk about that inspire me, whereas uh, usually I would write things down through the course of the week. I don't think I've ever done episodes this many times this close to one another. I think I've done three in like a week period. That's a record. So I've definitely been inspired. So I appreciate the inspiration. Keep doing your thing, MRE. Those like it, those on the same page, keep talking. Build your channels. Get the word out there. You experienced something. Your family went through something. Get the word out there. Just My only advice, do it in the right way. Don't go on there. Don't do it all crazy and say these crazy things. Try to have some facts to support it. Like MRE plays actual videos. He gets it from their own mouth. Try not to do, I heard this, I heard that. Give some support behind it. Do it in a way that comes across where the public doesn't dismiss it as you're just a lunatic. It'll make a greater impact. That's it for today. Till next time. You've been listening to the Justice Tech Pros podcast with Dominic Crea, one of the most unique podcasts on the internet, discussing the obstacles the defense team faces when trying a case, what goes on behind the scenes during pretrial and motion phase, holding defense attorneys accountable, making sure they're fighting for their clients, the difference between textbook law and how things truly play out in a courtroom, and everything in between. And everything in between. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show and we'll be back soon until then find us on twitter facebook and instagram at justice tech pros to email the show with questions and comments it's podcast at justice tech pros.com till next time this is justice tech pros podcast and dominic crea signing off